you know, it's it's about reviews, right? Like with everything that you do purchase, with everything that you look at, reviews is a big one. It really is. And you will really want to have a good understanding of what do other people who've been married at that venue, what do they think? Like what what's their experience? And like this is really good to leverage, you know, other features and blogs and directories that may have actually had a look at um and may have actually run a blog or run some type of feature like at a venue where like a real couple can talk about their whole experience at the wedding. Hello and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast where we believe all weddings can be epic in their own right and uniquely you. We're your hosts Tim and Matt, a photographer and videographer in the industry. Tune in as we dive deep and unpack all things weddings, how to make it fun, stress-free and provide other creatives in the industry tips and tricks to raise the standard when it comes to planning a perfect wedding. Hello and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast. That was a that was a great great intro for that one. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Might have heard Matt, uh, Matt was singing that one. But um, how are you, mate? Welcome, welcome again to episode seventeen of season two, mate. This is uh this is becoming quite a quite the thing that we have uh, kind of built here, isn't it? It is, mate. I don't know if it's episode seventeen of season two, but like episode two of season two altogether, episode seventeen. It's cool, but you've got it written down in front of you, and you're just reading it. I know what you're doing. I see it, mate. Uh, but going good, mate. It's uh, it's been. <laughs> I just had to give you a dig there after you threw me under yeah, the bus. Yeah, thank you, too. thank you. So... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're off to, good, off to a good start, aren't we? But mate, I'm so excited for today's podcast. It's going to be mm. sick. We have like probably one of the biggest topics that we have brainstormed about, um, and there's a lot of information that we want to get out to everybody today um what are we talking about it's a big one it's it's definitely a big one and look a lot of a lot of the content that we um that we try and really provide a lot of value to you guys it really comes down to you know obviously like working within the industry like talking to lots of vendors talking to lots of couples and it's really like trying to provide some value and you know hit hard um hit the nail on the head on some of these like hard uh topics and you know, the big one always comes down to and usually the first one that couples talk about when they get engaged and it's the venue. That's what we're talking about today. Um, all about kind of venues and we got a couple of questions that um, we've gotten from quite a few of our listeners and I'm pumped for this, man. It's such a big topic, isn't it? And it's, you know, it's something that um literally could make or break your wedding because if you you know, like if you pick the wrong venue, like it's hard to go back on that, right? And venues are one of those things, like along with, you know, us photographers, videographers and uh, celebrants too. And really a lot of people in the wedding industry at the moment, uh, we're booking out quickly. Um, and these like venues that everybody wants are the ones that are like getting snapped up real fast. You know, um, I I guess, for instance, recently I had a couple who I think I mentioned it the other week, but they booked me and their venue uh, before they even got engaged because they knew they really wanted to get married at that venue, which is crazy oh. um, what, are, what do we call know, that what do we call that <laughs> well is well is that even i don't know but is normally most couples are engaged before this happens but we uh if you haven't heard when we talk about this sort of stuff it's definitely we call this thing called the reverse booking uh that system that we call it we you know try and line up all these people and then we also find a venue as well and we try and get the date to like all magically like kind of work with everybody. And then if you can get your venue, you get your photographer, your videographer, maybe a celebrant as well in there. Um, and you can line up like all four of us at once, you know, you are getting your dream team and the dream venue as well. 100%. And I think like we've, like with anything, a, a venue is such a, it's such a big investment like for your wedding. Like it, it is, there's so much variability. There's so many aspects to a venue that kind of like make up 
like its style, its vibe. There's we're gonna really like dive deep into this, but venue can be so like personalized to you. It's not just kind of like looking at a venue or face value and be like, yep, that's the one. Like there's so many aspects um, within a venue that can really kind of like fit into like your wedding for what you want and what you're planning like to do with it. So let's uh, let's get stuck in it, man. So question number one, resources to find a good venue. Now this is a this is a good one because I think as a like as a newly engaged couple, you know, like it's overwhelming. Where do I start? Like where, what's the first thing I kind of look at? And like for me, I think, uh, and for most, it's like look online, have a look at Instagram, like have a look at kind of what directories are out there. Um, and you know, there's like for us, obviously we've been in the industry a while, like we know that there's some directories that, that are better than others. Absolutely. And I think there's definitely at a point where like, you know, the uh, social media world, that online presence is like massive. And I think, you know, it's something that's really important to um, look at, but also not get too stuck into like in your head, if that makes yeah. sense, you know, because I feel like at the end of the day, like uh, the online presence is like great, um, but some places their online presence looks a lot better than others. That's for sure. Um, I know yeah. me and you both have been to places and we're like, this didn't look like it would look like in the photos. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's yeah. definitely something that I think, you know, like definitely use these resources, you know, like don't spend like, you know, or days and days on end of like driving around to all these places, like utilize what you have in front of you. Um, you know, the directors are great. The instant, like obviously Instagram, Facebook and all the social media platforms, they're all also amazing, but also, yeah, like reach out to some vendors that you really like. Like I'm sure you've seen like, you know, if you've got, uh, like videographers, photographers, you know, celebrants in mind, you see where they go often um, and you probably get a bit of a vibe as to what they do because like we're always taking like some behind the scenes stuff and talking to the camera and put it on our socials. And um, yeah, I definitely think like use us. And I think that's a great way to kind of like yeah. find the venue that you think is going to be a good fit for you. Yeah, definitely. So obviously, yeah, vendors are a big one. Like we, we film lots of, and shoot lots of weddings a year, you know, leverage our experience. Like we, we understand like there's hype around some venues. We understand like the marketing, like the venues can be quite like surreal. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a big thing. Like a, a venue is, is a fairly large investment. Um, but the, the big thing is like not looking at it at face value. Like there's lots of different aspects within a venue that you kind of really need to bring in and take in that whole picture so you can make a more informed decision, not just looking at, you know, pretty photos on Instagram and epic videos on Instagram. Um, so definitely leverage your vendor's experience. Like ask them, you know, like what venues do they work at often and the reasons why, you know, like there, there might be certain aspects, um, I suppose, to a wedding that you want to um, in, uh, imitate and basically, that needs to come into play with what you want for your wedding because I think if you choose a wedding based on, you know, like it looks really good on Instagram, um, you might be a little <laughs> bit shocked to find out there's some other aspects that, that might come into play here. So, um, Ben, is, is this where you insert like life, my life is a fairy tale, like Taylor Swift vibes right now, <laughs> and then realize that it's actually not? <laughs> we, should play, we, should, we should like change our intro to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh, good. <laughs> we are we we know some epic musicians that can probably do that for us. So yeah, something mind. Hundred percent. We need a jig. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, what comes first, the venue or the date? Oh, what a what a big question. And I feel like, look, in the past we have touched on this a lot. Um, and you know, there's people out there that love the perfect date. You know, um, what like some of those dates that have like the pretty numbers, the the same same numbers. It might be like the twenty second of the eleventh. I feel like that last year was the twenty. Top, yeah, yeah, last year was the twenty second of the eleventh. Yeah. 22 like yes it's a beautiful number 221122 uh look you can't forget that yeah look and i fully understand why people love these numbers and other people don't really think about it i feel like may the 4th is always you know always a good one that lots of people love to uh book as well good old star wars reference Um, yeah yeah my wife was actually born 4th of may which is oh really and she hates she's got Hey, she's got so she's got the force, hey. Oh, sometimes. <laughs> Classic. Um, uh, yeah, much. but look. <laughs> I hope she doesn't I was, trying to, to this. I was trying to move on, so you weren't going to get in trouble there, mate. But anyway, oh, it's fine. Right. Dig yourself she, a deeper she, hole. She loves it. She loves it. <laughs> I'll uh, just uh, bury my grave in the yard. Yeah, sure. yeah why not? <laughs> Maybe you should find the date before the venue. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, look, I definitely think like there's there's no real like right or wrong answer to this. But as we always touched on, like that reverse booking aspect of like, I guess what we like to think is um, helpful for you guys out there is that if you can line up a few people um, and you can find a venue that you like and kind of like liaise with everybody and get that venue and all your like vendors that you really want there, um, then you pick your venue. That's typically how I would probably do it if I was doing a wedding yeah, yeah. at the moment in 2023. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's no secret. Like wedding season is actually huge. And especially for, you know, vendors that are um, in high demand, like dates are so, so limited. So like if you come to us with a, with a date with a bunch of other vendors so we can lock it all in, it really makes the process a lot easier for you um, and easy for us as well because we can really like lock this out um, quite early. Um. But look, that's that's probably the minority. Reverse booking is definitely the minority minority for me. Um, like typically, it's it's the venue first. In I, w- I would probably 100%. say eighty percent of cases. Hundred percent. Like, and I'm the same. I'm probably I'm probably it's probably even higher than eighty percent. You know, there's definitely people out there that they find their venue, they know what venue they want to go with, and then they might like reach out to me and go, "Hey, we want to book you for X date," and then I reply saying, "Hey, I'm actually not." available that date or on free whichever way but typically if i'm not available and they've they haven't fully locked it in yet sometimes they go oh well if you're not free this day what about this date um and that's kind of like a, a i guess a offshoot of the older mm. you know bit of that reverse booking or like kind of sideways booking so to speak um which you know that definitely works as well and it's definitely something that um you know people do and i i feel like uh, i just feel i don't know like super stoked when people are like happy to consider moving the date that they really wanted to like have me there or stuff like that. Like, I think that's pretty, pretty damn yeah, special. It's, it's, yeah. It's good. Feel. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> inflates the, the ego a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I need that. I'm not very confident. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no. Those, those shoulders of yours must be, must be real sore. Yeah. Look, look, I think if you're a, you're an engaged couple, like you, you've really probably like come to this episode specifically to hear what we're going to talk about. And it's, it's mostly about this next question and it's, it's going to be a big one. So when we're going to, like really like rattle down i suppose all the things that you want to look for when choosing your venue um and the the question is what to look for when it comes to choosing the perfect venue for you so lots of different factors um and it's really we want to try and provide as much information and as much value as possible so you can really take this all in and consider i suppose not not all these points will apply to you but you know it might help you along that journey to find that venue 
Hundred percent, and I think you know, like maybe if you are not driving and you're listening to this, make a few dot points, or like just remember to come back to this, um, you know, when you're looking for that venue that you, uh, yeah, that you really want to, like, I guess, um, have because there's like some of the stuff we're talking about. Yes, as Tim said, it doesn't apply, but it's important to consider it regardless because I think that when you're picking venues and you're picking people to be a part of your day, we're always booking in advance, right? Like your wedding may not be for a year, a year and a half. Maybe it's two years. Maybe you're like a really long future planner and it's like three years away because I know there are some venues that are booking a long way in advance. Um, But if that's the case, your ideas around your day are going to change too, right? Like, so what you pick in January, February of 2023 um, is maybe not what you're going to be stuck on with that venue in, you know, the end of 2024. So just kind of take all these things into account. If you like need the flexibility to move around and things like that with your venue and you want to add things to your venue or you want to like do something different to what your vision was right now, if you can get a venue that can kind of cater to a like wide variety of things, I think that's a great, a great option for you. I don't even know if that's on our list i just came up with that then that was pretty cool yeah well um, done, but well done. There's, there's, flexi- there's no at least flexi- we're just rattling this off flex flexibility uh number one <laughs> <laughs> all right amazing amazing big one is um capacity right like i, I think that's a that's a that's a big thing like when you I, every venue will have its own capacity whether that's set by like the constraints of the venue itself or whether it's by um council reg- regulations um it's a big one like you want to make sure that you have a venue that accommodate uh, your guest list and you know all the vendors the entertainment like everything that you want planned like is the venue big enough for it or is it small enough to cater for some type of micro wedding or elopement 100 and that's probably like a good point to put there as well before you even get to this point of like looking for a venue you need to pick like kind of have a bit of an idea of your guest list hey like you can't just go i'm gonna book a venue with no idea as to how many people I'll, you're gonna have i there. love that i love that photo on instagram book me in <laughs> <laughs> yeah like awesome um that looks amazing <laughs> um i have no idea how many guests i'm having but you know whatever that's fine but yeah so you need to have that sort of like idea as to how many guests you are going to have at your wedding yeah man like i've been to quite a few weddings obviously and, and it feels like there's a bit of a disconnect sometimes with like the size of like the wedding party and also like the size of the venue like it's, it's a bit crampy the ceremony, you know, maybe like trying to fit like 150 people into like a small ceremony area. It's tight, man. Like, especially on a summer day, like 35 degrees, like it gets so toasty. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. And it, like in some venues on the flip side, you know, you can, it might be a gigantic venue that can fit 150, 200 people and you only want 30. And that can also look a little bit strange too. So like, you know, you just need to take that all into account. Um, I'm actually doing a wedding at uh, Seacliff House in a couple of weeks and these guys have 14 guests, but they're using the barn which is pretty cool. But what they've done is they've like, they're separating the barn into two sections. That's amazing. Which I was like, that's awesome. Like, you know, because then they've made like a smaller intimate space for dinner. Then they've also made like a dance floor section, but they're not going to like have them into like, into like locking with each other. Um, You know, so that's pretty cool. Um, I love that. So they've they've been very deliberate with the space that they have. So they may not be using, you know, like typically the outside where like ceremonies mostly are in sick leave. Um, So that's good. Yeah, I, I love that. Right, being yeah, super just different. What would they want? Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, uh, next one. What have we got? We're talking location, 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 <laughs> and you know this one's huge, especially because yeah. you know, like, you have guests coming from maybe everywhere, anywhere. They may be local, they may not be local, and I feel like the location part of it is massive, purely because you know there is opportunity for you to be able to go and have like you know a wedding down the coast or a wedding up the coast or in the Hunter Blue Mountains. Like, there's so many options for weddings these days. Yeah. Um, but you 
do have to like take into account where it is and then how hard it is for your guests to get to that venue. Because there are some venues that I've been to and I'm like, where are we going? Yeah, 100%. And I, f- I feel like couples, like, you know, it was the same for me. Like we were like, we want to find, like we want to find a wedding venue in the Hunter Valley. Like we wanted to get married in the Hunter Valley. And we're like, yep. Yeah. So they typically choose like the location first before the actual venue. I know that was a, that was a case with us. But then we didn't we didn't end up having a wedding in the Hunter Valley. <laughs> it was actually in Sydney. So like, and it was just purely from the fact that we had you know like seen so much kind of like amazing like venues around the Hunter Valley that we would have loved to be married there. But unfortunately, it's just a little bit too far away for family members. You know, like grandparents. The oldies, old. yeah, yeah. So yeah, we decided to have something a little bit closer to home. And that like that worked for us, um, but yeah, just just something to keep in mind, like making sure that you know it's easily accessible. Like there's some venues, man, like two and a half hours on like a dirt road, <laughs> even <laughs> though the venue is amazing, but super super hard to get to. Um, yeah, and also take into account the oldies there as well, who may have to drive there. Like if they're still able to drive, like not everybody's comfortable to drive on a dirt road for two hours, mm. and um, you know it is disappointing. I think when you can't have you know people that are special who are older um, to be able to come because of the venue that you've picked. Um, I understand completely that, it, you know, you you make a sacrifice somewhere um, and you have to obviously love where you're going to be getting married to. Like, and I think that at the end of the day for the location part of it, if you're stoked by what's going on and you're stoked by the venue, you're stoked by the location, it does tick a lot of boxes, then that's great and go for it. But just know that, there are some limitations for some people in terms of the location. Yeah. And it's likewise for destination weddings. Like I love a destination wedding, uh, but obviously like there's some factors that need to come into play. And like a big one is realizing maybe some of your loved ones or most of your loved ones won't actually be able to make that. But there's a point I really want to touch on with location. And that's, you know, if you're getting ready somewhere, you know, brides are getting ready at one place, groom and the uh, groomsmen are getting ready at another place and the venue or the reception like, or the ceremony are at different places. Like what's the, what's the disconnect there? It's it, and like, it's so hard to get it moving around everywhere, right? Like, yes, there are some venues and I, I, maybe let's just take it back a notch even again. I understand that some people, when it comes to locations, there's obviously like some people would like a church wedding and some people would like obviously then to have their reception somewhere else. And I fully get that. And I Completely think that's, fine. that's that one's different. But I think when we're talking like getting ready somewhere and then also a ceremony somewhere else and then a lo- like then reception somewhere else, there's like three to four different locations we're all going to. Um, it just adds a lot of stress to the day, a lot more like management, a lot more like like time management that is, um, and just a lot more like effort for all of your guests to be able to like move around and get to these places too. There's just more um, things to go wrong. Like you've, you've got to add, like accumulate all this time as well into travel and it's time taken away where like you could have been having a more relaxing time. <laughs> not 100%. Tra- not traveling. Um, I, I do find like... If there's typically like stress or anxiety like around a wedding day, like most of the time it has to do with movement or transport from one place to another. Yeah. And we never leave enough time for these things, right? Like you want to enjoy your day. You don't want to spend like the majority of the day sitting in a car traveling from one spot to another, Um, especially, you know, I think the worst one for me is like when these couples, they book like these beautiful old cars and they probably don't have aircon in it and it's a 35 degree day and it's just like, oh my goodness, what is going on? You guys are sweating your bums off. We haven't taken any photos yet. We haven't done any 
video, um, you know, and you're like not really enjoying it because of that either. So it's not the like the most fun for uh, couples out there uh, who are spending a lot of time in the car. Um, look, if you can avoid it, try and do so because you're going to get way more out of your day. You're not having to like wake up at the Sparrow you know, dawn, I guess. Um, and yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to have your vendors for 10 hours, 12 hours. That's a big, that's a big thing. But, you um, save some money for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, we spent a bit of time on that one, but uh, let's, let's move on. And the next one is style. You know, that's style. A, we, yeah, we can, we can probably take that a few places, but you know, like does the venue like fit the overall style or vibe like that you're going for, like for your wedding? Yeah, and you, if you, if you don't have a style that you know is going to work with like your wedding, like it's going to be really hard to find like you know the perfect venue straight away. So that's obviously something that you're going to have to take into account before, along with like your guest list. You know, what style of wedding do you want? Because there's like weddings that are on the coast. There's weddings that are like you know inside big you know i don't know like clear buildings there's you know like marquee style weddings there's farm weddings like there are so many options out there and that's just the basic level of it and then obviously you're then also taking into account some styling factors which you are adding into that wedding which you are bringing to the wedding um which you're getting your vendors to hopefully help you with or maybe you're being a boss and you're diying that stuff <laughs> yeah for sure for sure. All right. So while we're, I suppose while we're kind of on the topic of like style, like with the venue, like what about um, food, right? Like food's kind of a really big thing when it comes to weddings. And I think so many couples really like, they really put a lot of emphasis like on the food of like a venue, right? Like, and whether it's a venue that has its own like food service or what about if they don't have a kitchen? What about if they don't have like a, a food option and you have to kind of bring in like your own caterers. It's definitely something that people got to think about, right? Like, cause if you're not feeding people, there's either going to be a lot of really hangry people, a lot of real drunk people, um, or a lot of all of the above. Uh, and you know, you don't want that. Um, you want people to be happy at your wedding. So, you know, no hangry goodness, uh, going around, but look, there's the, I've got a, I've got a pretty good story about this one. There's, uh, there's been a couple, there's been a couple of weddings. There's been a couple of weddings, but one comes to mind where like, it was like, it wasn't a sit down, like, which is, which is cool. Like I, I kind of love just like a cocktail style wedding, but like, it was just canapes only. Um, and the canapes were like quite, you know, quite simple. Um, and like, as soon as like these poor girls were like coming out of the kitchen, it was like, on oh, man, like these, like these guys were just like, it was like, like seagulls. a whole wedding party, just like <laughs> coming in, food, give me, give me. But like, they didn't even get like a couple of meters, like from like the, um, like the preparations area. Uh, before like their plates were gone <laughs> that's so good i feel like if you're having that style of wedding like you need to like maybe ask your caterers to inform people that like you need to take the food off the plate i find like you know with like some of this like uh, canapé style cocktail style weddings um people think that they're getting something substantial later so they're not going to take what's in front of them um I, I i know that you're the same tim uh whenever someone offers me food at a wedding i'm always taking it like i'm like yeah sure i'll eat that 100 uh, percent. like you know my my running joke is that in my you know it's probably not that funny it's a classic dad joke to be uh but you know it's like oh that plate looks quite heavy let me take that off your hands um you know uh, because... you did not just say that on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> you know but look you gotta eat some food you gotta get into it because you know not only yeah. do guests get hangry so do vendors um but yeah. bringing it back to like what you know like the food and you know like there are so many options with this because some venues do have in-house catering as you said and some are like requiring you to find a caterer and they will come to the wedding and they will 
uh, turn up there and they will come to your venue, sorry, they'll turn up there and they'll cook the food or prepare the food there on site. I found with my wedding, so what we did was we got a caterer to come and do that. Um, and I didn't realize that like, you know, they need to bring potentially ovens with them and barbecues and like things to be able to heat up the food and like keep the food cold. And like, there's so many variables to that sort of stuff. And I think that's where like, you know, if you're looking at some venues, you need to think about the food option. And then you also need to think, about like what I guess areas there are for preparation, what facilities do they have to be able to create that goodness that you want to all eat? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Like you got to think about it. If there's if your venue isn't providing like the food and you have to you do have to bring in like your own caterer. Like yes, there's so many variables with that, but depending on like the quality of food that they actually they they're cooking, right? Like there that is a lot of equipment. It's a lot of equipment like to bring in, like to have the capacity of the venue to have like the power to be able to handle that, to have the like the area to prepare it all. And like the wedding that we had um actually not too long ago, like the food was amazing, absolutely amazing. And you know, it was a like DIY like like catering like business. And these guys like had trout, they had pulled pork, like beef was amazing. You know, I know you're you're a stickler for uh for wedges. Couldn't help yourself Ooh, with the yeah. big plate wedges love some I mean, wedges. that was that was absolutely delicious with truffle salt <laughs> Get all about those carbs <laughs> oh, love it love it um yeah so look food's important massive component that you need to kind of really like take in and understand like what are those options like when you are looking for your venue and you know similar to food like on the opposite stream what's something that's really important at a wedding you know drinks the bar what are the options Every for a bar we we all need to get some we need, all need to get wild at some point in time that we had a wedding and i feel like you know like if you don't have drinks there and it's not like i guess at the same time the flip side of this it's not just alcoholic beverages right like we're talking water we're talking like juices soft drinks whatever it is right um you know everyone needs to have some sort of liquid beverage in their hand throughout the day um you know no matter if it's a thirty thousand degree day like we had uh recently or whether it's you know like a bit of a colder one in the colder months you know um the bar is a big part of the day and i do think that it make or can make or break the vibe of the reception and the day in general yeah 100%. And there's a couple of different options here. So, like, venues may have a bar, like, built in, like, to, like, the venue itself. Or, you know, it may be some type of bar where um, you may have to bring in a van bar or a bar-type service with bar staff. Um, like, either way, like, it's just understanding, like, the requirements that you need to kind of set that vibe. And I suppose to, to have an example, like, we had a wedding a couple of days ago um, at Seacliff. Like, it was pretty amazing right we had a caravan bar set up there and you know with that type of venue like there's different kind of areas like within Seacliff where like people are congregating the reception area um is kind of away from you know where the ceremony was and where everyone was mingling um so there was a caravan bar where the ceremony area was and they had some like umbrellas set up they had some like chairs around some bar stools like it was like a really nice environment and then like close to the reception, it was just the bar itself. Like, so like different options, it just set like a really nice vibe in different areas of that venue. 100%. And I guess along with also like the bar, like if your venue has like a bar and like a, does that include bar staff? Do you have to then include bar staff? And that's like, that's like another aspect to it. It's not just the bar itself or the alcohol itself or the 
drinks itself, but it's also the staff because obviously you need the staff to be able to serve that food. No, that's mm. not right. Serve those drinks, uh, you know, and like that's one of the important parts of the day, right? Like it's also then clearing. It's also then like washing cups. It's also then like, you know, doing all these things that like you see behind, like that from like behind the scenes that you won't really see. Um, yeah. I think that's and, a huge aspect. Yeah. Like you, and you can have quite a fair bit of control, like especially like in this area as well. And if it's, you know, you're bringing in like your own bar staff, you're bringing in a caravan type bar or, you know, maybe just a like setup bar, you've got control over the food. Uh, sorry, not the food. <laughs> I just did what you did. Um, you've got control over the drinks, right? Like you've got control because if it's DIY, like you can really plan out like what is happening at what stages of like the day and really kind of set that vibe there. And for me, I do love that in the in the aspect where if you have a bit more control, like you can be a little bit more personal. Um, and something that's come up a fair bit, uh, which I you know, if couples ask like, oh, what's something that we can add in that's like that's a bit cool, that's a bit funky. I'm like, well, what about like a champagne tower? Like that's something that's you know I'm seeing a little bit more, and I don't know, just kind of like sets a bit of excitement. Couples coming down the aisle maybe, and then they. You know, pop the champagne. Um, sorry, pop the champagne, and then like go into a tower after that, or even before they enter the reception. You know, whatever part of your day you want to include it, but it's just something different. Um, and I feel like it adds adds a fair bit. And you know, the um the caravan bar staff that we had um the other day, like they kind of just like set it off. They got everyone around, like made it like made sure that like everyone was looking got them wild hands up in the air like it was it was actually pretty cool it really like set the vibe 100 it was and it was you know i also think like uh with the like the component of like making it different and making it personal like you definitely could even like if you have like a bar a bar staff there or you've hired a caravan bar like i've seen them in the past where they will create like a cocktail for you guys you know, they might like create a cocktail that's perfect for you. Uh, they might want to do one that's like, you know, your favorite mix of cocktails. Who knows what they're going to do? But there's a lot of options around the bar and uh, alcohol and like, you know, just to create a little bit more like special goodness for you guys. And um, let's let's move on to the next one, right? Like service and amenities. It's, it's a pretty big one. Like that covers like a wide variety of certain aspects like of the venue as well. And like here we're talking about, you know, like, restrooms bathrooms like parking like dressing rooms like does the venue cater for these certain things which i wouldn't say like all of them are necessary but they they do add a level of um i suppose like luxury and make the day a little bit easier um so is it adequate parking? a bit bougie <laughs> a bit bougie um <laughs> is, there, yeah. is that like, like tajay <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, parking's a big one, right? Like, how many weddings have you been to and you've had to park, like, so far away and carrying, like, all oh, this equipment? And you know, there's not enough parking for guests. Like, it's, I feel like that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's and, you know, like, and even going on to that sort of, like, I guess, like, those, like talking about parking, like, there's also, like, adding in there, like, buses and things like that you have to think about. Like, because if there's not enough parking, you might have to bus all of your guests in, right? And then if you're getting bussed in, you are stuck at that venue until the bus comes back and picks you up. Like, <laughs> we have know, stories. Like, 
We have stories. There's, there's a lot of stories. I feel like we could uh, we could definitely do a podcast on like you know bad wedding uh, moments maybe or stories. Yeah. Um, you know wedding maybe bloopers. that would be one for the future. Yeah, wedding bloopers. <laughs> we had a good chat with uh, a couple of legends at a recent wedding, and we were like, we could write a book out of this thing if we needed to. Like it'd be like crazy, right? Like <laughs> or just like like from the history of us doing all these weddings, um, you know, like we could definitely write a book of all the bloopers. <laughs> Mm, for sure. I, like, I suppose another one I want to bring up, and that's like lighting. You know, that's a that's a big one, especially for mm. like us creatives as like photographers and videographers. Like we we want to make sure like there is adequate lighting. Um, and you and I are very much like you know like we love to use more natural natural light than artificial light. Um, so is the venue is it dark and gloomy? Like, are you mm. getting married? Is your ceremony happening like somewhere where you know, it looks very dark and the only option to to light it adequately is to bring in artificial light. Bit of a downer for me, personally. And it's hard for like, I would say just like FYI, it's hard for you couples out there to know whether the lighting is good. And we don't expect that. But I think that the thing that we're probably getting to a little bit is like, is there some natural light? You know, like, is there opportunities for that to be there? And if there's not, what kind of lighting do they have? Like, is it just ugly big floodlights popping down? Or like, is it the option for you to be able to add like fairy lights and, you know, or festoon lights, like some things like that. If you can add them to a dark venue, it makes a world of difference, you know, like, because it's something additional that's not us having to put on like, my flash, which is just going to burn your retinas, uh, you know, or like Tim chucking on his spotty and, you know, annoying grandma in the front row. That's, I feel like that's, a, that's a, such a standard thing to happen during speeches. Like although, grandma's although like looking. I, I, will, I will say, I will say, I would love to do a wedding like in a theatre. Like I have, yeah. I have seen, I have seen a couple of weddings in a theatre and I think that's, that's actually pretty cool. That's actually that would cool. be cool. That would be cool. There's a there's another thing as well, and I suppose it it really is a big thing for for videographers, right? As, as part of our job, you know, we not only want to capture like good visuals, but we want to make sure the sound is on point as well. And there's not many couples that are that are really like thinking about this, but a venue that has the capacity to um, allow like a videographer to plug in a recorder within like their venue if you're using their speakers. That's a big plus, right? It's it's a really, really big plus. Right? And especially if you're not using the DJ's equipment for sound uh, or speeches or anything, like it, it may slightly lower the audio quality potentially. And this, this is, and I find this is another hard one for couples, right? So if you were going to, if you were a couple and you were going to go and ask a venue about audio, what, if you had like one or two questions around it, what would you ask? I would say I'm having a videographer. Um, and they would like to know, like, what is the situation with speakers or for speeches, right? So if we're having speeches within the venue, um, do we use the DJ's equipment or do we use the venue's in-house speakers? And if so, like, is there the ability uh, to record using a line out? And that's that's something that's pretty hectic. And, like, usually I would tell the couple, you know, like, what's the venue? Um, and then I will contact the venue on their behalf just to make sure. 100%. But if it's something that's important to them, it's good to know what questions to ask in advance. And that's... 100%. Yeah. I feel like this next one is also something really important to the like, kind of like, you know, while we're on the lines of like audio and thinking about that as well, um, is like sound and music in general, right? Like obviously, you know, you can use the in-house 
as we've spoken about, but there's also, you're going to have like DJs or, you know, live band and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it's probably something to ask is like, can we have a live band here? Can we have a DJ and all those questions? But then most of all, I think the question you need to ask that's the most important is like, are there noise restrictions? Like, and it's very simple question, but these noise restrictions can be a pain in the ass. (laughs) Great point, great point. There's some venues out there that I've seen, there's like a reading little meter going on in the background. And like, if that reading meter goes beyond the like, it's like a traffic light system. If it goes beyond the orange traffic, like orange traffic light system and hits the red, it potentially will cut out all of the sound in the whole entire venue and you will lose everything. (laughs) It'll be silent. (laughs) You would lose the vibe completely. I have seen I have seen this happen quite a few times, and there is a venue, a few venues where there is noise restrictions, and sometimes I don't think it's necessarily communicated to the couple um, in any manner until the night, which is which is really sad, right? Like especially if you got noise restrictions happening at ten thirty, right? It's it, it's pretty sad, and when that noise cuts out, like. It is like rats are on the dance floor because people scatter (laughs) and it's really hard to recover from that. And typically I would say that most venues would say to you in advance anyway, that like they would have a restriction and what time that like, you know, the set like the reception needs to be finished by. Like I do think that most venues are open and honest with that, but it is worth asking regardless. Most of the time, if they don't ask that question and they haven't like conveyed that to you, if they like disobey these like restrictions, like, they're in a world of trouble potentially because it's fines and things like that. So look, it's definitely important for them to pass on yeah. like that 100%. information. And, and it really just goes to show like utilize like your vendors as well, like with this information when it comes to your venue. So don't just wait for the day. Like I, you know, like we, we have a wealth of knowledge. Like if you are looking like at a venue and you really are unsure about certain things, like leverage the experience of like your vendors, like regardless of who they are. Like if they've been in the industry long enough, like they will be able to provide so much value that is personalized advice to you. And most of the time we want to help you too, right? Like that's the thing. It's not just like most vendors wish they could help more, but they usually like couples are too scared to come and ask the questions to us. um, And then we can't help you because it's too late slash we don't know what is the question you may have. (laughs) Tim, got a good one for you next. And I feel like this is something that we've been talking about, like in the past, we've chatted about it a lot. Um, And, you know, it's a question that every single couple gets nervous about is wet weather contingency plans. Like, does your venue have some sort of wet weather plan? Like on a scale of one to 10, how important do you, would you rate this in terms of like, if you would pick the venue or not pick the venue, like, it's yeah. Yeah. Look, it's, it's, it's pretty important because I think it's every bride's you know, like also grooms, but mostly brides. So it's every bride's worst nightmare to think that their wedding day is going to be like a horrible day full of rain and <laughs> rain and wet weather. hundred percent. Like there's nothing worse. Like I would say, um, than to have that stress, you know, it so is, if, it is a real anxiety for sure. hundred <laughs> percent, you know, and it starts from day one. Like, that's the thing is like you pick your date and then you go, Oh, what's the weather like around that time? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's one of the first things that you're talking about for sure. Um, I'm not going to dive too much into the in terms of the weather and the psychology part around that in terms of like, you know, for you guys. But I would say it's very important to have a venue that has the option for you to make sure that you have a wet weather plan of some sort. And it might not be the perfect wet weather plan. And it's there as a backup for that reason. Um, but it, I think it's very important to have some sort of plan in place for yeah. a wet weather option. 
Elite, yeah, at least just consider it. Like if it's a if it's a venue that I suppose is outdoors, it's wide open. Well, then maybe you have the option for some type of marquee. But obviously, that that can be an expensive like Plan B as well. Hundred percent, love yeah. it. All right, mate. Um, what's what's the difference between a venue manager and a on the day coordinator? Wow, what a what a question! And I feel like this is something that we definitely will be touching on later this year um, and throughout the year in terms of like this like coordination and like planning and all that sort of aspect. But when it comes to just a venue manager versus an on day coordinator, they are both very different. And in my experience, a venue manager is a venue manager. They are there for the venue. Full stop. Yep. They work. The they venue. are. They are not there to work for you as the couple. They are there to make sure that the venue is protected, that the vendors are sitting up in the right location. They are there to make sure that the day runs well according to the venue's rules, right? And then when it comes to an on-day coordinator, the on-day coordinator is there to serve the couple. And that's literally what they're doing. That's all they're doing that day. They are there to like set up. They are there to make sure that the day is running to plan, but they're also there a little bit to help the venue as well in a sense of they get like probably a list of rules or they know what the venue wants and needs and therefore they need to make sure that they're following the rules of the venue. So venue coordinator, sorry, venue manager versus a coordinator on day, the coordinator is there to serve the couple. And I think that's yeah. the main difference. Yeah, and like it's it's quite helpful, especially if there's a lot of like moving parts to waiting. There's a lot of DIY stuff, like having like someone on the day um, that is working for you, um, maybe help like execute that plan. Um, but an on the day coordinator also helps like develop the plan as well. Um, and they're usually 100%. in contact with all of your vendors. And you know we've met some really like really fantastic like coordinators, like and planners, and you know like good ones. They make the day run so smooth. Like it is almost, it is almost a walk in a park. I absolutely love it when I, I get information from like a planner, a coordinator, and the day is laid out and, and matches exactly the information that I have. And it, it just makes the day run a lot smoother. In terms of a bit like a venue manager, um, I suppose they're not necessarily there on the day. And if they are, it's, it really is in a limited capacity. Um, but as Matt said, like it, it really is kind of more so about ensuring that, you know, your wedding uh, is running specifically to the requirements and the rules of the venue itself. So top one, um, and I suppose we're, we're coming to the end of it, Matt. Um, and the next one is, you know, it's it's about reviews, right? Like with everything that you do purchase, with everything that you look at, reviews is a big one. It really is. And you will really want to have a good understanding of what do other people who have been married at that venue, what do they think? Like what what's their experience? And like, this is really good to leverage, you know, other features and blogs and directories that may have actually had a look at um, and may have actually run a blog or run some type of feature like at a venue where like a real couple can talk about their whole experience at the wedding, what it was like, what, you know, like how the day ran, like what aspects of the venue, like make it good, make it very specific for them. So I think that's a that's a pretty uh pretty important one, and for me, I, I wouldn't make a large purchase without having a good understanding of like the reviews and what other people thought about it as well. Um, but yeah, what about you, mate? Yeah, I think that that's perfect. This hits the nail on the head. Reviews are super important, and like even just for like all of your vendors in general, doesn't necessarily just have to be to do with uh the venue itself, but it can be for everybody. Um, I do think that like if you've had a lot of good reviews, it probably means that that venue or those vendors have done a good job in the past um, and therefore you probably can trust what they are saying. Yeah, 
for sure. I have a I have one that I want to touch on and we haven't touched on it yet. And I feel like we've kind of like skipped over it. Um, maybe we did it on purpose. Maybe we did it. And I feel like it's probably or potentially it could be the biggest, the biggest um, factor of the day. And that is cost. Yeah. I'll save that for last, mate. I'll save that for last, but that's all right. Yeah. So look, cost of your venue is obviously one of the biggest components. Um, and, you know, I would like to also kind of mention that you know, that may not really be like the best mindset. Yes. Like we need to understand like the costing, but it's also like, have a look and see about the value that that venue offers. Like, is that venue, like, is that really like suiting like your needs for what you want on your wedding day? Like, is it a reasonable price? Is it like reasonably within your budget that you know this venue is perfect for you so i would hate to kind of and i hear this story quite a few times like i would hate to like see a couple of like, we wanted this venue but it was just a little bit kind of a little bit like expensive so we went with the cheaper option and then they end up regretting it for whatever reason but it really is like and they know they they know what that perfect venue was and they've like specifically highlighted the factors that made that venue perfect for them but they went with something else based on the cost Absolutely. And, you know, like this is probably leaning into the last kind of like one we were also thinking about. And that was, you know, like with the cost, what are you getting out of your venue? You know, like, yes, it's important to have a budget. I fully understand that. But what is included inside of that cost? And so if it's in, if in, if that inclusion in like, I guess, entails like things like accommodation, like amazing. How much how much accommodation does it have? How much room does it have to sleep people? How many people can enjoy a weekend away for your wedding? You know, or how many nights do I get with that? Or, you know, does it include food? Does it not include food? You know, like there's so many factors around costs that you can't just go, that's the price of it. Oh, that's too expensive because it may include a lot more things than you thought. But then on the flip side, it could include nothing at all. Um, and that's where it could become difficult. Um, but yeah, look, I think with all things, when we're talking money, like I think you need to see the value in what you are picking. Um, and so try not to look at the money side of things, so to speak, as like a be all or end all. Just try and weigh it all up, pros and cons list it all um, and have a real good think about how important it is to you to have that venue in your life. <laughs> and it's... It's it's really hard, right? Like as an as an engaged couple, like you go into different venues, like you're gonna get a price, like whether that's per head or a total costing. Um, but you can't compare that price with another venue because not all the inclusions are the same. Not all, you know, the they may not have amenities and may have that may be an extra cost that you may have to bring in. You know, it's like factors like that where you really need to have like a clear understanding of, you know, like what does a venue include, what does it not include? and actually create your own kind of pricing. Like if it doesn't include certain aspects that you require for your wedding, you have to add those costs up, then compare it to a venue that includes it all. So that's my that's my hot tip. And I hope, um yeah, I hope that kind of serves you well on your wedding planning journey. 100%. And I feel like we have touched on a lot about venues in general today, obviously, because that was a hot topic. But I don't think that what we have chatted about is anything profound. I think we're just laying it out on the table a little bit for you. And we may have missed some things that have been quite important as well, but these are the things that popped up to us um, when we were having a bit of a brainstorm prior to, you know, jumping on here and having a chat today, just to make sure that you guys are getting the best value out of the day. We know it's wedding season or booking season at the moment. Everyone's going crazy booking as many venues and vendors as possible. Um, and so 
we're hopeful that this will give you just a little bit of uh, information, um, golden nuggets, you know, because we know that it is a stressful time trying to pick a venue. We know it's stressful trying to be like, it's an overwhelming in the fact of like, right now you're like, all you see is dollar signs and all you see is like, like probably like a lot of like unknown factors. And so hopefully this will help you nail down and really like find somewhere that is going to fit your vibe and i think at the end of the day like if you find somewhere that is going to bring a smile to your face that you are bloody excited to be there like your <laughs> wedding is going to be freaking epic um and i think that's as simple as that yeah like we're not saying remortgage the house or like spend your whole <laughs> <laughs> house deposit on a wedding um but hopefully like what we've kind of touched on is uh, does provide a bit of clarity for you to really make a more informed decision uh, when it comes to choosing the right venue that fits you and your style and your vibe. Absolutely. And as always, if you are loving what you're hearing, please reach out to us. Let us know. Jump on. Give us a review. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. And um, if there's anything that you want us to talk about, you know, um, in this engagement season, this booking season, um, reach out to us um, or jump on Instagram. We are uh, makeitepic.weddingpodcast on Instagram. We would love to hear from you guys. Uh, but until next week, we will speak to you then. Take care, everybody. Take Ow. care.